Thanks for joining us today. We love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. And you can do that online at fellowshipgj.com and pick the giving option that works best for you and help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. Well, good morning, church family. Are you ready for the word of God today? All right, we're going to go ahead and dive right in. Genesis chapter 32. I want to read one verse, verse 28. We're going to look at a couple other verses today. But starting, starting and focusing here in verse 28 says this. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and overcome. It's a powerful statement because it says your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Israel. There's, there's a change that's taking place here, a drastic transformation taking place in this man's life. And today we are beginning a new series entitled, It's Time for a Change. It's Time for a Change. And in this series, uh, we're, we're insinuating, we're talking about individuals who are not waiting for something to change, but individuals who are making things change. Okay, this is an understanding that, that things don't move simply because the clock moves, right? Things don't move simply because the calendar moves, but things move because I make them move. We're, we're talking about the idea of the fact that this is a new season. And, and sometimes in a new season, you see things change around us. And, and hopefully, uh, I think it's wonderful that we're starting this right at the beginning of the fall, because hopefully as you see leaves change and you, as you see leaves fall off of trees, it could be a reminder to you that, that things don't change simply because seasons change. But we can look into this next season and say, you know what, this next season of my life doesn't have to be like previous seasons, not simply because there's seasonal changes taking place, but because I and making changes in this season. I am someone who's making moves. It's time for a change. So what I want to invite you to do right now is go ahead and gently, I'm saying gently because it's still early in the morning. We don't want to upset your neighbor right now, but gently give your neighbor a nudge and tell him it's time for a change. It's time for a change. Church family, this is a message that I want to invite every one of you to uh, get involved with. Talk back to me. Be, be ready because I believe as we're responsive to God's word, he can speak to us today and he can really begin to change us in areas of our lives where we need it. So would you, would you pray with me? Let's invite him to, to speak to us together today and, and we'll dive into this. Heavenly Father, uh, we recognize that we can't change on our own. We need you. And we thank you for your presence in this room. We know that you're already here. So for any of us in this room that are not already acutely aware of your presence, we pray that you would make us aware of your presence right now. That we would recognize that it's you that's tugging on our heart, that it's you that's given us conviction. It's you that wants to speak to us. It's you that wants to give us change. And we, we recognize that it's Jesus that gives us this power. So it's in Jesus' name that we come before you. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you want to do. So please speak to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. 
I don't know if you know this, but you need to be aware of, as a follower of Christ that your God is in the business of changing people. He, he's all about transforming people. He's all about changing people. He's all about taking people who were in one stage and bringing them into the next stage. And in fact, we see that all throughout scripture, God shows us different aspects of himself so that when we have new understandings of, of who he is, it, that changes us. And, and what, what do you mean shows us new aspects of himself? Well, all throughout scripture, we see that God reveals new levels and new aspects of who he is to us. And, and, and he does this over a period of time so that we can begin to understand who he is and who he created us to be. If you look at Jesus's life, as Jesus walked on the earth, people knew him as, as the son of God, right? He knew him as the baby born to a virgin. They knew him then as a teacher. They knew him as a healer. So throughout different stages of life, people were being introduced to new aspects of who Jesus is. And then all, all, all of a sudden we see later in scripture that there was, there was something that, that God wanted to introduce us to. And that was the fact that he is also our resurrection. So He's asked, because people already know he's a healer, he's asked, would you come to Lazarus's house because Lazarus is sick and he's dying and you could heal him. And what Jesus does is on purpose, he shows up four days late. He shows up after Lazarus dies and he does this because when, when he shows up, people already knew him as healer. He, they already knew him as teacher, but when he showed up and he was able to raise Lazarus from the dead, he was then able to introduce himself and say, I am the resurrection and the life. So he will show us new things about himself. And when we learn this, we can, we can put more trust in him and start to recognize, wait a minute, not only is God a teacher for me, not only is he a protector for me, but he also can provide for me. He also can forgive me of my sins. He also can be my savior. He shows us new aspects of, of him to change us. But what he will also do is he will show you new aspects of who you are. Do you recognize that there's a you that you haven't even met yet? There's a version of you that, that, that you, you've hoped for, but you haven't even met yet. There's a healthier you, a stronger you, a wiser you. There's a more faithful you. There, there's a you that, that, that will come in and not just sit there with a, a, a smug look on your face and your arms crossed in the back, but a you that is happy to hear the word of God and responsive to the word of God. There's a, there's a you that's ready for what God wants to do in your life. And see, as he shows us these different areas of our life, what is he doing? He's creating in us an appetite for change. And that's what this series uh, is intended for. It's intended to provoke us to not be okay with the mediocrity that you've experienced in different areas of your life. It, that that maybe, uh, maybe in some areas you've, you've experienced levels where it's just okay. It, it's intended to provoke you to an area where you have an appetite where you're saying, listen, I'm not okay with mediocrity. I'm not okay with, with, with just what's okay, but I want what's, what God wants is his best for my life. I'm not gonna settle for anything less than that. I want change. I, I want there to be radical change in my life. Would, would someone in this room say it's time for change? I think one of the enemies of this could be when your life is really good. 
Because I know there's a lot of you in this room that you'd say, you know, um, I, I'm jacked up. I've got issues. I've got, I got problems. I've got addictions. I got hangups. I got habits. I've got hurts. And, and I want some change. But, but there can also, so that, I mean, you can be hungry for what God wants there. But if your life is doing good, if, if you're comfortable, then, then, then it can be real easy to just be okay with being comfortable. To just go through life, going through the motions and, and, and miss the best of what God wants for your life. And it's my prayer and my hope and my, uh, my, my intention in this series is that God will grab a hold of you and make it to where you're no longer okay with just being comfortable, but you would strive for and you'd hunger for and you'd have an appetite that can't be quenched by anything other than what he wants is the best for you. So in this series, when we're talking about change, in this series, I'm, I, I know that there's many of you that might be thinking, when I, when I say the word change, you're thinking about you know, getting better, getting stronger, getting smarter. But when I say change, I'm, I'm referring to transformation. Would you say transformation? transformation? This is not just getting better getting smarter, getting smarter. I'm talking about transformation. Romans 12, two says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm not referring to becoming a better version of an old thing. I'm referring to becoming a superior version of a new thing. That's transformation. I'm not referring to becoming a faster caterpillar. I'm referring to becoming a butterfly. Do you understand what I'm saying? That that we go through a lot of our lives trying to strengthen the stage that we're in when God doesn't want you to stay in the stage that you're in. He wants you to transform into what he had originally intended you to be in. Because when, when, you're, when you're a caterpillar, you're crawling around through life. You're moving a certain way. But when you're a butterfly, you begin to fly over things that you used to just have to crawl through. You, when you began to cooperate with the transformative work of God in your life, now all of a sudden there are things that are naturally happening to you to where you used to get stuck and you used to get hung up crawling through the mud in different areas of your life and now you're flying over things where you're like, oh, I, uh, I didn't even recognize that because I'm moving beyond that. Why? Not because I'm trying harder, but because I'm allowing God to change me. I don't want to be the, the fastest caterpillar in the race. I want to fly. And that's what we're talking about in this series. We're talking about change. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. And see, the caterpillar doesn't have to try to get faster. He just has to cooperate with the transformative work of God. Meaning, there are some things that, only, that can only be done by certain people. There, there are certain things that can only be people who become certain people. What, what do I mean by this? You, you could spend the next season of your life uh, trying to do certain things, and, and you could spend the next, or you could spend the next season of your life trying to become a certain person. And just simply by the nature of transforming into the person that God created you to be, you don't have to try to be that anymore. What, what I mean is you, could, you can try to read more or you can become a reader. You, you can try to run more in this next season of your life or you can become an athlete. 
Do you understand? You, you, you can try to tell the truth more or you can become an honest person. And, and when you allow God to transform you, when, because the Bible says you can't be in Christ and not be a new creation, when you allow him to transform you, now all of a sudden you're doing things naturally that other people are striving as hard as they can to just try to complete a little bit. You're doing it just simply because it's your nature. And people looking at you, asking you like, why are you running so much? Why are you eating like that? And, and, and there, there's a big difference between the answer of, oh, well, I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight versus the answer, it's because I'm an athlete, it's who I am. You know, there's a big difference between, well, why, why are you at church all the time? Why are you trying to, uh, to get your family to attend church? There's a big difference between the answer, well, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to get my family in a good habit versus um, it's just who I am. I'm part of the body of Christ. So I'm not gonna separate myself from the identity that I have as being part of the body of Christ. So you can spend this next season of your life trying to do things or you can allow God to transform you into who he created you to be. I'm talking about transformation. I wonder, could it be that there are certain things that God is not changing because those things won't need to change when he changes you? Could it be that those very circumstances that you've been praying about, God, my boss is a jerk, would you fix him? And my wife is acting wrong, would you fix that? And, 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 and my health is out of, like these things that we're praying about, it's like they are all jacked up and we're praying, God, would you fix those circumstances? Could it be that God's not fixing those things because he's using those things to fix you? And once he fixes you and transforms you, you can handle those things that you've been praying about. And now he doesn't need to fix your boss because since he transforms you, he can use you to help minister to your boss and help love on your boss. And maybe there's some stuff going on in your life that you've been praying, God, change the circumstances. He's like, I'm not gonna do it because what I care about doing is getting you to move from becoming the caterpillar that's trying to run through life in a race to getting you to become the butterfly I intended you to be. And you can fly right over the top of these things that you've been praying about. There are certain things that when you allow God to transform you, you don't, you don't have to pray about them anymore because just simply by the nature of who you're allowing him to make you into, you just fly right over the top of those situations. So here is the quintessential question that we have to ask ourselves going into this series. Because this is a series that we're going we're gonna to talk throughout the entire month of October on this subject. It's time for change. And, and the question that we have to ask ourselves diving into this, as people of faith, do you believe that transformation is possible? Now listen for you. Okay. Do you believe that transformation is possible for you? Because it's very easy to look at other people and say like, I see other people change and I believe he changes lives and I believe he heals marriage. I believe he gets people out of addiction. I believe he does all these things, but, but I don't know if he'll actually do that for me. I mean, I've, I've, I've been this way uh, for a long time because it's, you say, pastor, why would you ask a question like that? Why would you ask if we believe it's possible for me? Because it's possible to be a caterpillar long enough to where you believe that that's what you are. 
It's possible to be stuck in a stage of life long enough. You believe that's what you, because for a butterfly to be a caterpillar, that was supposed to just be, the caterpillar is supposed to just be a stage, just a season. But we see in John chapter five, there's, it's possible to be a man who's lame for 38 years next to the pool of Bethesda. And, and, and he started coming up with different excuses of why he was lame, why he couldn't move forward in life, why he had his different issues, because he was crawling through life because he felt stuck and he didn't believe that it was possible for him to be transformed. He saw other people around him being transformed, but he didn't believe that it was possible for him. So he was in, he, he was in a state of of being lame in his life when he was only supposed to be stuck for a short season. And in Mark chapter five, we see a woman who had an issue of bleeding. She, she, she bled for 12 years. She went through what was supposed to just simply be a, 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 a couple of days, a short season, a, 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 a very short moment lasted and turned into a state of her being. And it's very possible in life to, to have issues that, that you've had for so long that you think, well, this is the way it's always been. It's the way it's always gonna be. And I've always had issues with this. In fact, my grandfather had issues with addiction and my father had issues with addiction and I have issues with addiction. So I guess it's just the way it's always gonna be or there's always been struggles in my marriage and we always have not gotten along when it's come to this issue or that issue. We've always fought about this. There's, there's been failures, there's been divorce, there's been all of these different struggles in our life. And since that's the way it's always been, it's possible to think that 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 since I've crawled around for so long that that's all there is available to me. And I wonder, are there any caterpillars in this room that, that you think that that's all you've been created to be? That you think, yeah, I can, I can have breakthrough in other areas of my life. I can move forward and I see other people move forward, but I guess that's just the way it's going to be with me. And, I, and I'm so excited and so passionate to bring this message to you because this is something that I've been gathering resources on and getting ready for because I believe that this is something that God has been speaking to me personally about for the last 18 months. And he's been speaking to Amelie about for 18 months and for the last year and a half, um, in fact, we would use the word that he's been talking to us about. We, we, we've been saying he's reinventing us. He's reinventing us, that, that it's possible for us to change. Just because things were, were, were a certain way in the past, that doesn't mean that's how they have to be in the future. He can reinvent us. And, and, and see, there's things that 20 years ago that we used to do that we don't do anymore. And there's things 20 years ago we used to not do that we, we do now. And, and every once in a while, as we're going through this stage, we're, we're looking at each other and asking each other, like, because many of you know, I've griped for 20 years about how much I hate golf, right? It's because 20 years ago, I decided I hate golf. Well, this last year, I started golfing again, and Omni asked me, she's like, what are you doing? Why, why are you spending all this money on golf? Like, what is up with this? And I'm like, I'm reinventing myself, right? Like, I'm like, just because I hated it 20 years ago, that doesn't mean I have to hate it now. Like, like I don't need to be stuck. That, there was a season, but that season can change. That stage can change. It doesn't have to be the state of my life. A couple of weeks ago, she, she tells me she's going kayaking with a couple of her friends on the river. I'm like, you're doing what? <laughs> like, I don't know if you know my wife, but she's what we would call indoorsy, right? Like, 
Like you mean like sunshine, river water? Like there's like no spa music or anything going on. Like, and you're gonna do what now? And she said, Dan, I'm reinventing myself. Well, it's the same concept. And I, I know we're talking about ridiculous things, but there's also other things that God's been working on in our lives that, that just because I, I, I got up late and, and I, I would brush into the office late in the past for, for years in the past, that doesn't mean that that stage in my life where I was trying to become a better caterpillar has to come into the next stage of my life. So now all of a sudden I realize over this last 18 months, I'm waking up every day at 545. It drives me nuts because it's like I'm sleeping in tomorrow. I get to sleep. It's going to be a day off. It's going to be wonderful. I'm going to sleep till noon. It's going to be amazing. I'm not even setting my alarm. Those days I wake up at 515. I don't know. Like, is it, what's happening? Well, well is, could it be that just because you were a certain way in the past, that doesn't mean that's how things have to be in the future? Could it be that, that God wants to transform you? He wants to introduce you to, to who you really are. And, and there's some of us in this room that we've been stuck in a stage, stuck in a season where we thought, you know, it's just the way it is. It's the way it's always been. And, and Today, we're gonna to look at the story of a man by the name of Jacob. And I love looking at his story because as we catch up with Jacob in Genesis chapter 32, one of the things I like about him in this story is Jacob is old. Because it's really easy to also say, wait a minute, I've done all the changes I'm gonna do. I'm stuck in my ways. I, it's like, listen here, Sonny, I don't need anyone telling me it's time to change. It's like, you're half my age. And well, okay, that's cool. I said, don't hear it from me here. Let, let's hear it from Jacob, who was older than you are. And, and let's see the fact that God completely transformed Jacob's life in a later stage of his life. If you don't know much about Jacob, what we know about Jacob is that Jacob's name meant trickster. It meant conniver. It meant manipulator. He was a man who the Bible describes as being so self-centered that he sabotaged his relationships with his own family. And the people that were around him who should have had his back and loved him the most were so angry with him that, that they were threatening him and his entire life was in jeopardy because of his manipulation, his conniving, the way that he did his relationships with people. He was messed up. He spent his entire life stuck in a rut a, a certain way, doing things a certain way. He was the conniver, the, the, the trickster. And then we see in scripture that he gets older. He gets wiser. Because he has a stage where he's afraid for his life, so he actually needs to run away, and he runs away to another family member's house, and he, 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 he gets a family, and he grows up, and his life begins to change, and and then he decides it's, it's time for him to move on, to move into another chapter of his life, to move forward. And the very brother that was threatening his life that was gonna kill him, he now knows he's about to have an encounter with and he's going to meet his brother and his brother's coming to meet him and he's scared. He's thinking like, I know how I've tricked him. I know I tricked him out of his birthright. I've stolen from him. He, he has every right to want to kill me. He has every right to, to not want a relationship with me anymore. And he's afraid of 
how things might go. So he, like, he, he takes uh, his closest family members that he loves and he sends them away so that it, it, he doesn't want them to become any collateral damage if there's going to be any type of war between him and his brother. And we see that he is going to the place where he is about to enter a new stage of his life. He's about to make a change. And he ends up at a place called Jabbok. And Jabbok is a river bottom where he is about to cross through. He's up at a place where he's about to cross over to the, to the next stage where he's going to meet his brother. It's time for change. And it's at this place where he's about to cross over that the Bible says he pitches a tent and, and goes to sleep. He's, so he's, he's trying to move into the next level. And, and then now he's just going along with his normal business of I want to sleep tonight. So I'm going to pitch a tent. I'm going to go to sleep. And the Bible says that while he was was trying to sleep, not doing anything spectacular. While he was trying to sleep, a man wrestled with him until daybreak. That's verse 24. A man wrestled with him till daybreak. So get this, out of nowhere, he had to wrestle with something that he didn't expect. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever had anything come into your tent that you had to wrestle with that you didn't expect? Have you ever had anything in this last season of your life, in your, in your marriage, where like you didn't see that coming? Like all of a sudden, like something showed up, came into your house, sat down, you got a diagnosis, you got an issue, your child got into something, you, got, you, have, you have something. I did not see that coming and now you find yourself in the middle of a huge fight and you were just trying to move forward? That's exactly where Jacob is, he's right here in a place where he didn't see it coming. Now catch this, okay? It says, Jacob wrestled with this man until daybreak. And where did he do it? He did this at the edge of the river. So the fight didn't come until Jacob was trying to cross over. I hope you don't catch this. Holy Spirit, help this to sink in that God, we wouldn't miss this right now, that the fight did not come until he was trying to cross over. The fight did not come until he tried to make a change. See, now that he's ready for the change in his life, there's a strategic timing to the fact that now he has to have a fight. And every one of us in this room have experienced a fight when it's time for us to change. How many of you, you, you decided like, I'm gonna go on a diet and then all of a sudden it's like, well, now there's the Super Bowl party coming up and now there's this issue and there's that. It's like, I'm gonna start working out and then your work schedule changes so you can't get to the gym when you thought you were gonna get to the gym and then your kid, like now they're, they broke their arm, it's in a cast, now we can't afford to go to the gym. It's like all these things. So what happens is all of a sudden you decide you want to make a change. You want to go into the next chapter of life, but now there's a fight that shows up. It's like, we decide, I, I want to make things work with my wife. I'm going to start going to counseling. I'm going to, I'm going to get the books on this. I'm going to read. I'm going to, I'm going to try to fix things. And then all of a sudden that person shows up in your DMs. It's like you didn't see this coming, but all of a sudden now there's a fight showing up. And, and, and what's interesting is the fight was not an indication that he was going in the wrong direction. In fact, the fight was a confirmation that he was going in the right direction. 
And a lot of us miss this because what a lot of us will do and why we stay stuck and why we crawl around like caterpillars in life is because as soon as we decide I'm going to make a change and the fight shows up and something crawls into our tent and starts wrestling with us, we go, well, it just must not be God's will. I don't think I'm going to move forward here. I'm going to just sit back and eat a bag of Doritos because like that's too hard, right? But see, the fight wasn't, it wasn't an indicator he was going the wrong direction. It was, a, it was a confirmation that he was going in the right direction because there are certain things, hear me on this, there are certain fights that you have to wrestle with and that you have to win before you can have change in your life. Because, get, get me on this, you can wrestle with things and not win. You, you can wrestle with things and survive and not win. You can go through a fight and you made it through the fight. You made it through the difficulty. You, you made it through the loss of a loved one. You made it through and you survived, but you didn't win. Because if you made it through and you're bitter, you didn't win. If you survived the fight and, and you lost your faith, then you didn't win. If you survived that season of your life and you lost your peace, let me tell you, you, you didn't win. You just, you just made it through and see now, we see Jacob is here fighting. He's fighting because he recognizes if I'm gonna move on to the next stage, if I'm gonna cross this river, if I'm gonna go into the next chapter of my life, if I'm gonna see change, I have to win this battle. I have to get the, I have to win there. There's certain things you don't, you don't win until, you, you don't get to, you don't change until you win the fight. And the Bible says here that when the man, and I, this is such an interesting verse and it's what I want to kind of slow down and end on today, is that when the man saw, the man that came into his tent, when the man saw that he could not overcome him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched and he, as he wrestled with the man. So now Jacob is fighting. He's saying, I'm still gonna fight. I'm still gonna do what I, I've gotta do. I wanna make changes happen. I wanna see this happen. Jacob's fighting, but now he's hurt, okay? He's fighting hurt. Now don't miss this. The man said, don't miss, not Jacob, okay? The man said, and this messed me up because the man said, let me go for it's daybreak. Now I'm tripping, okay? This is strange to me, right? Because if, if we get in a fight, if you attack me and you hurt me and you put my hip out of socket and I'm limping around and I'm jacked up, I'm gonna be the one telling you, hey, get off me, <laughs> let me go. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that this man jumps on Jacob, touches his hip, his hips out of socket. Jacob's the one hurting, but Jacob's not the one saying, let me go. Now this man is saying, let me go. He's saying, <laughs> Jacob's going, you don't know who you just picked a fight with. Yeah, because I'm going to wrestle you and I may be hurt, but I'm still going to fight for this change that I need. I may be hurt and I, I, I might have not got things to work out for me in my life the way I wanted them to work, but I am not giving up on this. So I'm going to hold on to you. I am, I am angry about this. I am not going to give up. See, I might be hurt, but this is not going to stop me. I'm about to date myself with this illustration, but I'm cool with it. <laughs> Anyone under 25 might be like, what is he talking about? One of my favorite movies as a kid growing up was a football movie called Necessary Roughness. 
That's what I'm talking about. The rest of you under 25, you're like, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll explain it later. But there's a football movie, and in one of the practices, there's one of the players, he got hit, and he was down. He was hurting. And the coach walked up to him and said, are you hurt or are you injured? And the player looked at him strange, said, what's the difference? And the coach said, uh, if you're hurt, you can still play. And I'm here to tell you that the devil might have thought that he injured you in this last season, but, but you can still play if you're hurt. And you're hurt, but you can still pray. And let me tell you, church, you might be hurt, but you can still worship. You might be hurt, but you can still praise him. You might be hurt, but you can still love and serve. You might be hurt, but you can still uh, love on your family members and serve your wife and serve your kids. You might be hurt, but you can still play. And here we see that this is what he says. He says, then the man said, let me go for his day break. And Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Church family, if you want change, there has to be a relentlessness. Because this man had no idea who he grabbed a hold of. When he grabbed a hold of Jacob, he didn't realize that it didn't matter how bad he hurt him. He was going to hold on to him and say, you know what? I'm not coming out of this fight until I get what I want. I'm not coming out of this fight until I win. And, and, and I, I am want change so bad in my life that I will do whatever it takes to get change. I'm going to allow God to change me. And I, if it means I've got to go in hurting, then I'm going to go in hurting. If it means I'm going to go into this next season of my life limping from the fight that I'm coming through, then I'm going to go into this next season of my life limping from the fight that I'm going through. This is what I want to do to end this service is any person in this room that you're saying, you know what, there's some area of my life that I just desperately want to see changed. I've fought with it for years. I've tried for years. I've read books about this. I've gone counseling about it. If you want change in your life, then I want to ask you to just stand to your feet right now so I can pray for you. I know it's bold. But I wanna ask you, stand to your feet so I can pray for you right now because what we need to be is we need to be the type of people that say, you know what, God, I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go until, until I see change. Guys, that's what we're continuing this series on for the, the next couple of weeks. Next week, we're talking about fighting for change. This is a fight. I'm not gonna let go. And, and that means that it doesn't matter what things are coming in my way. It doesn't matter if the Broncos are playing next week. It doesn't matter if the weather's good. It doesn't matter if it's bad. I'm going to be where God wants me to be. And I'm going to be fighting for it and wrestling for change because I'm talking about my life. I'm talking about my kids' lives. I'm talking about legacy. I'm talking about destiny. And maybe there's been generational curses from one generation after another. It's just been the way it's been. It's always been that way and everyone in your life has crawled around like a caterpillar church it is time for change no one could be in Christ and not be a new creation be transformed by the renewing of your mind God wants you to fly like the butterfly he created you to be so would you bow your heads and close your eyes God I pray for every person in this room because what we recognize right now, if we're saying, I need to cross over, I need to, I need to cross over into the next chapter, I need to see change, that means we're probably about to face a fight. 
That means there are gonna be things that are gonna come up and now my work schedule might get screwed up to where I can't go to church when I thought I wanted to. And I can, in all these things that might come up, God, I pray that you would help us wrestle until we win, that we would fight, that we would say, God, I'm not letting go until you bless me. So God, I pray for each and every person in this room that we would see the change where honestly we might have felt hopeless. We might have felt like I might not see change there. So God, help us. Give us faith. Give us courage. Give us that relentless fight to hold on to you until we see change. We love you and we thank you so much for what you do for us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. I love you, church family. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, we'd like to give you an opportunity to do so right now. Romans 10.9 says that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. We'd like to pray and simply invite Jesus to be your savior and the leader of your life. You can pray with me right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I am a sinner who needs forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I ask you to be the leader of my life, to be the Lord of my life, and I want to follow you. I believe God that Jesus is who he said he is. And I choose now to follow him all the days of my life. I commit my life to you. And it is in the precious name of Jesus that we pray, amen. Well, we'd like to congratulate you and share your story with us at info at Again, thanks for joining us.